We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, Rotoviz listeners? It's Colin Kelly here, executive producer of Rotoviz Radio and one of the co-hosts of the Rotoviz Overtime Podcast. I just wanted to drop by and say thank you, as always, for listening in to another Rotoviz Radio production. As a loyal podcast listener, you can save yourself 10% off a Rotoviz NFL pass right now at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast or by simply adding the code RVRADIO2021 at checkout. That'll get you access to all of the content and tools on the Rotoviz website, the best tools and content in the business for the best listeners in the business. As always, we do appreciate you listening to each and every show. And if you do have 5, 10, 15 seconds to spare, please drop a rating for today's show on your favorite podcast app. It is much appreciated. With all that said, thank you once again for tuning in. I hope you have a great day. Now let's get back to the show. Raise the tackle, watch out! Burst of speed! Look at this freshman! Welcome to the home of professional football, Canton, Ohio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the College to Canton podcast, the perfect show for any and every college football and NFL fan. I'm your host, Travis May, and if you're joining us for the first time, College to Canton is a show where we talk about everything from college football recruiting to in-season college and NFL breakdowns to NFL draft coverage, all the way to discussions as to who should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And we always talk about some fantasy football since this is a Rotoviz radio podcast, but we always make sure to dive into some real college football and NFL analysis too. And if you haven't been paying attention to the NFL, uh, you might not know that uh, NFL free agency is about to kick off. But if you have been, you've probably been paying attention to a few of the big names who have been getting re-signed on big deals or franchise tagged as the deadline to use the franchise tag for the NFL has just come and gone. So we're going to dive into some names that have just been re-signed here recently, talking about uh, where they might head and where their stock might rise or fall in the coming season and beyond. 
and then take a look at some of the other upcoming free agents as well. Just really take a good look at NFL free agency and what could happen in the next few weeks. Because for those of you that like to play Dynasty Fantasy Football, Right now is, is kind of like your last opportunity to kind of pounce on some of these guys uh, before their price in fantasy football league skyrockets or plummets. So hopefully we can help you sift through this mess before all the names start dropping and the contract numbers start coming out and everything changes in a week from now. So give you a couple names that we're believing in long term still uh, that can help you win your fantasy football leagues or make your real life football team better here shortly. And to help me do that, I'm joined by longtime friend uh, Justin McCasland at Macklin J on Twitter. Uh, if you haven't really been following me for that long, he was a uh, co-host of mine on the Dynasty Live podcast back when, uh, I don't know, 2015, 2016, uh, all the way through like 2019, I, I guess we were uh, still podcasting then. But most recently, he was a part of the Dynasty Happy Hour podcast and, of course, contributed a long, a long time at the Fantasy Authority. And he also ran a very slow 40 time at the 2019 NFL Draft here with me. We embarrassed ourselves, and that was a great time. But glad to have you on the show, Justin. You've been doing all right? Thanks, man. Yeah, doing a whole lot better since that 40 time. Uh, <laughs> you recovered. I, uh, ego I, can, still intact. I can honestly say that I'm faster now. I've been working <laughs> out. You know, one of those you, you turn 30 and you figure out, hey, I'm really, really out of shape. I should probably do something about that. But uh, I still wouldn't qualify for anything better than one of the worst tight ends. Like still just going to be a slow 40 time. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Once you get up there, kind of disillusioned as to how fast you think you might run, and then you do it, and you're like, <laughs> nope, nope, these guys are professionals. There's yep. a reason. There's a difference. <laughs> and it, it was funny. I mean, like back in it was, it was the Nashville 2019 NFL draft, and you, you came and visited, and we, you know they had stations where you could do a bunch of different physical tasks, and there was not one single person that I saw that like broke a 4.8. Like, you know, like yeah, nobody, no. yeah, nobody was getting down there, like even breaking five seconds, just, and, and, and on, well, on top of it, people were running in bad shoes and jeans and had just eaten like, eaten like chili dogs and Cokes outs. and <laughs> yeah, some yeah. wipeouts and slippery service. But yeah, that, that was a good time. But that, that was actually the last time we saw each other in person. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, glad to see your face again. Talk some football here. Jump into Thanks, man. NFL free agency talk and uh, some dynasty value discussion because uh, that's that's what we did for a few years on, on the Dynasty Live podcast is really talk a lot about play, player values and just how dynasty nerdy fantasy football fit into our lives. But one thing for those of you who listen to uh, any show where Justin has been a part of it, uh, the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys tend to come up. And so, you know, I, I think it's appropriate now that we just dive in there first and talk about the most recent news with Dak Prescott you know getting re-signed uh, on a deal that I guess could be worth uh, I believe it's up to 160 million dollars with the Dallas Cowboys and as a Cowboys fan and somebody who roots for Dak uh, what do you think about that contract man I'm glad you put it that way because those two really were going hand in hand with this the the Cowboys have, they've needed to do this for a while, and I'm pretty sure they could have gotten this exact same deal done last year, and they just chose to wait. I, I, maybe we'll find out why, but that got what he wanted, and it's exactly what the Cowboys needed to do. 
they really lucked into Dak in the first place. They, yeah. they had wanted some pick. much, much, much worse quarterbacks ahead of him that aren't even in the league anymore. So the fact that it was even a question to get him paid, it makes me question their decision-making skills, but we'll find out more about that as the rest of free agency and the draft roll out. I'm, I'm more hopeful for this season just because that huge question. You know, franchise quarterback is obviously the number one thing you need to make a team work. And the fact that they got that deal done paid him the largest signing bonus in NFL history, which um, 66 million right up front. And he's going to get 75 million in that first year. So yeah, huge. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's great. It's good for him. Um, I think he deserves it. He's, he's, he's shown that he is a difference maker for the team. Just the fact that it took um, Andy Dalton almost the entire rest of the season to even get to his passing yards. I mean, he was a passing <laughs> yards leader across the NFL for many weeks after he had gotten hurt this year. So he was on a tear and I'm really looking forward to see what he can do with Cooper and CD and my man Gallup. Yeah. And what's funny is like when you, when, looking back on his 2020 pace, I don't know how many posts I, I saw about Dak Prescott's 2020 pace and like mm-hmm. what he was what he was on pace to do had he stayed healthy. It was absurd. Like I mean, and a lot of it was just volume heavy too. So I mean, of he course. was through five games. I mean, not even five full full games. He had 222 pass attempts, <laughs> which which is just insane. Like it, that that is not uh, normal volume. Like if you like put his numbers into any kind of predictive model and, and, and you know, looked at what he was doing in terms of like expected outcomes. Like he was actually number one in, you know, fantasy points per game, but also he was number one in expected fantasy points per game. And he was actually like ninth in fantasy points over expectation. So he was actually not even like given the volume that he was, you know, dealing with and just tossing the rock like 50 times a game. Like he was actually kind of underperforming <laughs> on like a yardage uh, from a yardage standpoint there, but he just what he was putting up was insane. I think he's what do you what do you think top five, top seven type oh, quarterback still sure. in this he's, league? It's, so he makes that kind of a difference for the team. He's got one of the best uh, surrounding casts for him on offense. I mean, obviously the the offensive line is not what it once was as evidenced by his injury and the rest of the you know yeah. struggles they had this year. But I think that they can address that um, in the draft. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, really, I mean, they're, they're those... getting what uh, Smith and uh, Collins back healthy yeah. now. So yes. if, if they stay, if they keep it intact, uh, he's got maybe the best trio of wide receivers in the league right now with, with Cooper lamb and, and Gallup, you know, all still there under contract. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a really good situation for him to be again, uh, you know, right back where he left off. He had in his past 20 healthy games, he's had 13 quarterback one games. That is tw- top 12 fantasy uh, output type games. So really, really consistent. I mean, he had one game in that entire stretch uh, of healthy games where he wasn't at least a quarterback two. So he had basically one really bad game, five, six, okay games. And then, you know, 13 monster performances, like two, two, two games last year, he actually had over 40 fantasy points uh so i if if i have him in dynasty uh I'm, I'm holding on and it's probably too late now to buy low at all just because of any ambiguity about where he was going to end up or what was going to happen is gone uh, but if, if you are looking at you know just potential outcomes with the rest of his career what he's done already is insane but right now fresh off a contract would you actually consider moving off of Dak Prescott in like a especially like a super flex or two quarterback league just knowing hey 
the the hype of hey he just got paid people are everybody's googling his stats like looking up hey should I you know they're thinking about Dak Prescott right now so but right before all this other hype happens with everyone else getting signed even you know put put your cowboy fandom aside for a second if you can would you consider moving because this might be the peak moment of Dak's entire career to get the most value in, in return and a trade for fantasy football purposes right now I think everything is is situation dependent on each team i think that if you, if you have especially in superflex because quarterbacks are a commodity and they're a rare commodity and so if you have dak and you made it through last season say you made the playoffs despite not having dak last year yeah. and you hit it you you know you you just drafted justin herbert and you already had aaron Rodgers or you had um deshaun watson <laughs> yeah, and in a good just, spot yeah, uh, you have a blessing and you know someone <laughs> comes across and wants to pay for him at his peak sure like I wouldn't be, you know, as apt to do it. But if I was, if I had an abundance of riches, this is the best time at hype. Which is, I mean, you want know, you want to look at the rest of the free agents and um, the people getting franchise tags. If their names in the news in this dull time of the year, where guys that are out there hungry for trades, they're going to be paying pretty big right now. It's it's just one of those things, though. He's still young enough. He's proven that he can produce and. It, he strikes me as a guy that's just going to continually produce top seasons, top 10, top 12 seasons in fantasy and be like a Matt Ryan where we're yeah. still talking about him way down the road and he's still putting up really good years. And <laughs> yeah, like he's, he's going to have these receivers that, you know, I think we'll be talking about him and CD in five, you know, well, four years and depending on what they do after his contract expires. But we'll be talking about him and CD the way we talk about Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Wow, that's that's some lofty praise. But, you know, it may, may be slightly biased <laughs> coming from a little Cowboys bit. But I, and I don't but, mean like as, as to what the stats are for Julio. Julio's yeah, yeah. in a league of his no, own. No, but I, like I think they could the, both the have tandem, that longevity for sure. Those two together. Yes. Absolutely. Well, I, it'll be interesting to see what they do at the tight end position. Uh, if they muddy that up uh, in the draft and, and go get another tight end uh, to kind of fill out that entire just ridiculously top tier offense across the board. Uh, I'm hoping they don't uh, as somebody who still likes, uh, you know, CD Lamb producing solid numbers. Amari Cooper, you know, giving me like his three wide receiver one weeks an entire year, that kind of thing. Uh, but but yeah. moving on to a couple other guys that just just saw their their names get tendered here with uh, the franchise tag, Chris Godwin and Allen Robinson. And it's it's funny, I think right, right around the time we were starting the Dynasty Live podcast, those were guys that we were talking about and, and talking about them breaking out uh, way back then uh, in completely different situations now. I mean, who, who knew we'd be talking about Chris Godwin coming off of the Super Bowl and getting thrown to uh, by Tom Brady? And then Allen Robinson, no, you know, no longer with Blake Portals, but, you know, getting thrown passes by... You know Mitchell Trubisky or whoever the heck he's going to get thrown. Th- you know whoever the heck is going to throw him the ball this year. But uh, with either of those guys, uh, who are you? I mean, obviously there is an age gap, but who are you most excited about uh, moving into the 2021 season and beyond uh, for fantasy football purposes? Age agnostic and dynasty value agnostic. It's still Chris Godwin. His situation's still better. I mean, Allen Robinson question marks at quarterback. That's been his career. Um, however, he, he just came off two really sharp seasons. And I think that, you know, 
that just might show my my lack of connection to things anymore in the sense of stats. <laughs> like I know which players are doing good, and I know Allen Robinson's been doing well. But a stat that popped up to me today is that he's one of only two receivers in the last uh, se- two seasons that's had at least 95 receptions and 1,000 receiving yards. And the other one's DeAndre Hopkins. And as much as I'm saying that I'm more excited about Chris Godwin than Allen Robinson – I don't think there's a huge difference here in what we're expecting in production moving forward because Chris Godwin is just, he's electric on the field. He's shown a connection with Tom Brady, which I cannot believe we're still saying that. Um, (laughs) But it's, it's, he's the safer of the two options. I feel like in the sense of what's going to happen. But if, if Chicago does something crazy and, and, and gets a quarterback that's stable and producing Allen Robinson's just going to explode but i think that man deserves a contract and you know he he, you can tell he's he's not happy to be franchise tagged (laughs) and that kind of makes me nervous because the players are really getting kind of bold in in how they handle this thing and the last thing i want to see is him like sit out a season um that's not worked well for other players in the past it seems like but you, you can't go wrong between them in dynasty now's not the time to buy and just like with dak if you're gonna sell sell now on the hype this is yeah. just the best time to be able to sell if you have plans to sell. Yeah, um, I would be selling Allen Robinson if I had him somewhere just because it, it, it's just hype. It's just the perfect time of the year for it. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you look at his age, you know, he's he's around the typical apex of production. So you got to think that perhaps mm-hmm. if he follows the typical line of of kind of trailing off eventually, it's not like he's ancient or anything. Uh, but, you know, he is uh, going to be, I guess, 28 right before the year begins. And uh, so right now he's probably going to give us two or three good, really good more seasons if he has somebody other than Bortles, uh, you know, that level of quarterback play <laughs> tossing the yeah. ball. And he's just put up with the worst quarterbacks ever. It's just terrible. But uh, let's see what happens there. Uh, you know, maybe it's a, a hot rookie. Who knows what happens there with the, the Bears. But for me, I actually, uh, even in Dynasty, just... I don't know. It, it feels weird to say, but even like straight up, just because of how dominant a Rob has been and uh, what he is going to garner there, as far, as far as target share, if he, you know, if he actually stops complaining, he might actually, you know, still get the same target share. I mean, if you look at his numbers last year and even the year before, he was a wide receiver one in terms of opportunity and production in both both years. But he was third in the league in targets last year, fourth in receptions, eighth in receiving yards, uh, and yes, he was a little bit lower in terms of total touchdowns uh, at the position. But uh, even like a, if you want to split up and, and just get into more in, of an analytical approach, if his like, weighted opportunity was 14th and his air yards were 8th, like across the board, man, he was, he was uh, the opportunity was there. And um, in terms of how he converted on that, it just, you know, it didn't show up. Like he wasn't a, uh, he wasn't an elite top end. Like he was like what, a wide receiver nine or something like that. He wasn't like a wide receiver one. Had he seen more touchdowns, uh, he could have been in that like wide receiver, you know, three, four, or five type of range. But he did, did still have five wide receiver one weeks this past season. And Chris Godwin, on the other hand, only had two. Now he did end on a high note, week seventeen, but that didn't really count for anybody's fantasy pr- production unless you play in a league that still right. uses week seventeen. And he's going to be still splitting some some work with uh, Mike Evans. So that's always interesting because I think that probably puts a, a cap. On his targets, he's not going to be a a 150 target type player 
And so for me, it's, it's like, man, I really like the talent of, of both these players. But um, I think I'm more excited about the upside of Allen Robinson, especially if he can get any quarterback play at all. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see b- between those guys. But hope they, they both still earn one more like long-term deal because they both, yes. they both exactly. deserve it. Uh, I agree. And and having this conversation just really opens my eyes to how much dynasty bias I have where everything is like, oh, age. Oh, this yeah, is the hot no. player. I mean, this that's real, though. Player. That's absolutely and, real. And and like looking at the two of them, Allen Robinson's 37 overall in dynasty rankings and Chris Godwin's 28 overall. I mean, yeah. so there's not a, a big gap there, but I mean, he's the cheaper play for better production. Yep. It's just a matter of what your window is. And I think that's something to keep in mind with Dynasty is is what kind of window you have to win. And so it's Absolutely. just team makeup makes a big difference. Yeah. And, and really it, what both of these guys have done per on a per year basis uh, has just been incredible. I mean, I, Alan Robinson, obviously he missed uh, almost all of uh, 2017. Uh, but uh, if you look at his, his numbers and yards per year, he's almost exactly 1,000 yards per season and the number of guys that actually have maintained that elite level of production is actually really it's a really short list before this past season even guys like Devontae Adams weren't on that list of guys that averaged every single year having over a thousand yards per season it's a really really short list Uh, I think he's still on on a trajectory if he can get some decent quarterback play that he could you know if he sticks around until he's you know early 30s like a few of these really good perennial stars have he could be in the hall of fame discussion in a matter of probably three four seasons I'm rooting for him because we've been waiting since even like when he was in Penn State and we were talking about how how good he was back then. So I'm still waiting (laughs) because he didn't have a quarterback (laughs) even in college. So uh, maybe we'll always be one of those guys that we always talk about. Like, can you believe that he consistently put up these numbers and he never had a decent quarterback? And I think that's just going to be that's that's what's going to go on his plaque. Like when he's up for Hall mm -hmm. of Fame, it's like he had to deal with this guy and that guy and this guy and still. And so, yeah, that's that's going to be funny when we get to the end of his career and he still never had a quarterback. But moving away from the wide receivers, because we've talked about Dak, quarterback, talked about some wide receivers. Let's talk about some running backs that are going into free agency right now. Obviously, some big names. Aaron Jones, Chris Carson looks like he's not going to. He was just I think that just came out today that they were not going to resign him to a long, long term deal. And, you know, Kenyon Drake, you know, James Conner. We, we don't know what's going to happen there. Leonard Fournette. We don't know what's going to happen there. A lot of, the, you know, big name guys that have put up pretty decent numbers and have had a running back one season or at least per, like points per game season uh, here recently. Uh, so what are you what are you doing with those guys? Like, who is your number one target right now for fantasy football that you believe in and that they're still going to stick and they're still going to produce at an elite level? I mean, team agnostic with these guys, just assuming yeah. that they don't wind up back with their team. Um, Aaron Jones is the talent that I like the most. Uh, I think that uh, of the the five of those that you mentioned, he's the guy that seems to be the most electric. That's put up the the seasons that prove he's worth the money and so it really just depends on landing spot and if you can get a discount on him or any of them really it's better to buy them now when their landing spots not known than it is to after because that's when the hype starts but new landing spots with running backs make me nervous absolutely historically i mean there's been you know there's it's a mixed bag of of success at at best there I mean, your your best bet with running backs is to get them on their first contract. And 
the ones that hit afterwards, they're the exception. They're not the rule. And so this is where I definitely lean on, on talent versus anything else. This is also a situation where there's kind of an abundance of riches with a low cost. So running backs, a lot of time plug and play. I mean, we kind of mm-hmm. saw that with Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, like whoever was in the game and was air quotes, the hot hand, you know, had a decent game. And that's a lot of times where free agents run, wind up is, is muddied backfields where they just get to be another guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, hopefully we don't see a bunch more of that. I think just because of how shallow this rookie crop is in terms of truly proven feature backs, I, I you know, wherever these guys go, I'd say that all the five guys we named with, you know, Aaron Jones uh, and, and Kenyon Drake and James Conner, Chris Carson, even Leonard Fournette, wherever they go, uh, there's a good shot that they will outtouch whatever rookie that comes in besides like maybe Najee Harris, Travis Etienne and Javante Williams. Outside of those guys, I'd say that I'd bet on any of the any of those five to outproduce them at least this year uh, if they have to battle any of the incoming rookies. And I'd say all of them have potential to be a one A 1A still in a really good backfield uh, still. And, and and Aaron Jones specifically is my guy too. I mean, if you look at his most recent production, he is far and away by far the the most productive and the best back, having almost what 570 ish fantasy points in the last two seasons. Like he was a, what the number two overall running back and then number five overall running back, just consistently uh, contributing in all facets of the game. And I, for, for me, I, I'm rooting for him more than anybody. I, I remember when he came in as a, as a rookie, I was really high on him even back then. I wrote, you know, even I guess it was one of my early pieces for Dynasty League Football about him being the rookie steal of the draft uh, you know coming out of utep nobody thought oh this guy's gonna be a star because utep uh, is a terrible college program but he just absolutely starred and beasted in college and i'm really rooting for him now more than anything just so he can get paid because he didn't get crazy draft capital so it's not like he's already kind of made all the money that he needs to make so i hope he gets in a situation where a, a team actually finally gets him his his due uh because he deserves it more than any of the guys uh, else any of the uh, any of the other guys uh, at the running back position. Uh, but beyond Aaron Jones, uh, who would you bet on to have success out of this crew? Probably Kenyon Drake afterwards. Uh, he, he showed up in Arizona and, and and did pretty well. There again, it's kind of a toss-up between him and Chris Carson. He's he's perennially underrated, yeah. but that may just be a situation-based thing with Seattle. That's the question on those guys. I'm not as sold on their talent as I am Aaron Jones to just be able to plug and play. But I guess Chris Carson, uh, not Chris, uh, Kenyon Drake has proven it by moving from the Dolphins to Arizona. Yeah, it's so, one of those times, those rare not- situations where it's actually worked out and they've yeah. just said, hey, uh, here's some workload. And he wasn't obviously, I mean, a lot of people will, will knock him because he wasn't the most efficient back with the work that he was given. But even still, like he... He still produced, and so if he is given the opportunity, he can. But if you want to look at bad efficiency, his 2020 numbers, he was 172nd in fantasy points over expected. So given the opportunity, he definitely did not exceed expectations there. But we'll see what happens because I still believe in his athleticism and in his ability to contribute in all facets of the game. I think that's really important to not be just limited to early down work. Speaking of, before we get away from running backs, you know, with Aaron Jones most likely almost 100% departing at this point from the Packers, A.J. Dillon, 
uh, you know, in college and really even early NFL career, he looks like he hasn't uh, quite figured out how to produce uh, as a monster receiver uh, just yet. So are you believing in Aaron, uh, AJ Dillon, just, you know, he's going to take everything. He's going to be the feature work guy that, that we can trust and we can roster as a running back one uh, next year. Are you really apprehensive? I'm fairly apprehensive. And and part of that's because uh, Green Bay seems to be interested in signing Aaron Jones back. And I'm not sure uh, the logistics on that, except for maybe just uh, structure versus the franchise tag. But that doesn't make me feel like they're like all in on AJ Dillon when they're still talking about that. A lot of times it's like, go get paid. You know, we want you to go get paid. And in this instance, they're like, oh, we, we still want to get something done by next week. And so I don't know. Th- there's there's just talk of that that makes me a little bit hesitant on A.J. Dillon, not to mention the fact that there's no way they run into this season with just A.J. Dillon as their guy. And yeah. so it also gives me that indication that they're coming into the draft with the idea of, okay, we're going to give Aaron Rodgers what he wants. He wants weapons. Yeah. and. That's also it. Kind of confuses me as to why they didn't sign uh, Aaron Jones back because I know that Aaron Rodgers really liked him, and it seemed to be like if you're in Aaron jo- uh, Aaron Rodgers' circle, you're yeah, good. It's like you're good to so, go. So let's let's hope yeah. let's hope that's the case. But I with him not getting franchise tagged and the, the buzz lately, it seems like he's maybe gone. Uh, but you yeah. know, with with Jamal Williams also being a free agent uh, during this time, you know it's. If they have the option to bring back the cheaper of the two, even though Jamal Williams is absolutely terrible, uh, who knows what they'll do just yeah. from a financial point of view. But yeah, AJ well, Dillon is going to cause some casualties like this. This is with it going down this year, and and it's just going to be a bad year. Yeah, we're gonna see some guys, and and odds are we're gonna see one of these five guys sit a while and not get signed. And I, I'm kind of curious as to if there was one of them that you thought was going that that was going to happen to that we see them being like the last guy, the last of the big guys signed, which would you, which would you beg for that? You know, it, it's funny, but like it, despite Leonard Fournette being like a Super Bowl champion like, uh, and everything, like I think uh, he could be one of those guys. Cause I mean, I, I think if you look at his efficiency and his, his consistency uh, at any point of his career, he hasn't, he's been a very volume driven guy for the most part. Uh, and even that at LSU, that was kind of what he was outside of one season. So yeah, for me, he might be the surprising guy that is not immediately in the first week, you know, with a new team and a new situation and um, have everything figured out. And uh, so, you know, hopefully it's not like a Devonte Freeman situation. Uh, I doubt it's like that where he's just right. left out completely all the way till the beginning of the season. <laughs> but we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Still, uh, I think uh, he could be one su- that surprises out of the bigger names. Like how he's done, what like what he's done to this point, wear and tear. There's an argument to be made that the other four guys are, are probably better. If, if not, you know, maybe a, a, one of the other cheap guys. Like even like Duke, Duke Johnson's probably going to be cheap. Marlon Mack is probably going to be cheap. Like other guys that can fill a role are going to find a new home pretty quickly uh, because yep. they're not going to stand on their high horse and demand a whole bunch of money. You know, even older guys like Mark Ingram might be humble enough to take a kind of a cheaper deal too. And if we're playing contract musical chairs, Fournette might, might get left out. Before we talk tight ends and talk some more wide receivers, maybe a couple quarterbacks and then wrap things up, just a word from our sponsors. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfer sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to GetRoman.com slash RotoViz now. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S.-licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication's appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash RotoViz and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash RotoViz now to get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash RotoViz. Get started now to save $15 on your first month of treatment. Hey, RotoViz radio listeners, this is Curtis Patrick. And two of my favorite simple pleasures in life are good whiskey and sleeping on really nice bedding. Where do I get mine? Brooklinen. Most of us are going to spend 30 to 35% of our adult lives in bed. It's just not the place to cut corners. Well, my people, Rich and Vicky over at Brooklinen, they work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury level markups. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and your tastes. They're so confident you're going to love their products. They even offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. And Brooklinen is so much more than sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, even loungewear. I've got the graphite window paint collection, and my wife absolutely loves it. All their stuff looks great. You can order anything, and it's going to make you and everyone else in your house happy. Having a clean, fresh bedroom set, it's just one simple thing you can do to start and end your day like a champ. Go to brooklinen.com and use our promo code ROTOVIZ. You're going to get 25 bucks off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code ROTOVIZ for $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping brooklinen.com promo code rotoviz and check it out all right so we've talked about some of the guys big names who've already been signed uh, some of the running backs who could be signed here soon maybe you know even a couple names that are still there on those teams that they're 
potentially departing. But I want to head over to tight end. Just talk about a couple guys because there's not it's not immensely exciting a tight end group to to talk about in terms of free agency. I guess if we still believe in a couple of these guys, it might be. But uh, as far as free agency goes, I mean, yes, Kyle Rudolph got cut. I'm not really interested in him for fantasy football purposes. And I think he's kind of on the downward spiral of, of back half of his quarter of his career. But there are, you know, a couple other big names that people would know that are out on the block here. Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, Rob Gronkowski, three bigger names at the tight end position uh, that are still out there to be signed. Uh, do you think Rob Gronkowski just get, gets brought back for one more victory lap? Or what do you want to see with that with that situation? Gronk's going nowhere. Like, yeah. <laughs> why in the world would would uh, they bring him back, have a Super Bowl, and then be like, go ahead and you you go be a free agent again? Yeah. Nah, like <laughs> that dude signing a veteran minimum or something. Like, Tom Brady will pay him out of pocket. Like, he's going to be back with Tom Brady. I don't see Gronk playing in the NFL if it's not with Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I don't either. I just I just had to ask. Like, I, oh yeah. I don't know if I I don't think I actually believe the whole thing where they tried to move him. I don't know if you remember the the story when he was talking about uh, in an interview talked about like how they were going to move him to the Lions and he was like, "No, nah, I'm gonna, I'm just going to retire." <laughs> like I feel like I, I, I don't think so either because it's just one of those like I can't imagine that Tom Brady wasn't the main reason yeah. like in the office with the GM being like, "Hey, get him back for me. I want him yeah. back." Yeah, I, I think so too. I think Gronk, Gronk probably goes back. But the other two guys, Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. Are you really excited about either one of those guys? Because Hunter Henry, he's had his injury troubles. Uh, Jonu Smith, uh, the Titans, you know, we, we thought that they might use him and, and see his market share expand, and that just didn't really come to fruition. Uh, so are you really excited about either one of them? I really like both of them for their talent as tight ends. I think that they they have the potential to get that next contract and have that late tight end career that we see so often happen with these guys. The talent didn't go anywhere. Like you said, injury isn't a concern with with Hunter Henry, but with tight ends, that's so par for the course. There's yeah. just it's it's a brutal position for that kind of thing. So yeah, I'm excited about both of these guys. If I'm in a tight end premium league, I'm all over trying to acquire based on the ambiguity. They're both going to command a, a, a little bit in free agency, which um, it might make it where they sign a little bit later, depending on what the teams decide. Uh, is is worth spending on right now. But, I mean, heck, if they could be had for a bargain, I'd be happy with either of them with the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I think that would be a good landing spot for any tight end. Not, maybe not for fantasy football purposes because they're going to no, share a bunch no, of market real share. Real football. Yeah, real, real football, football purposes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, and one, one thing about Janu is he's he's still super young. Like, uh, he's still actually 25 years old entering into his second contract. And, yes, you know, he had eight, eight touchdowns this past uh, season and so he finally got some uh, scoring in that department but he's really only, he's never had more than 40 receptions so I think a lot of people that play fantasy football a lot of people that even just watch football casually don't understand you know how good he could be if he was in a, an offense that actually went through him or would actually designate a, a large chunk of market share to him or perhaps had a larger Absolutely. passing pie overall so yes. John who has a bunch of potential still just 25 years old has not really struggled with the injury bug to the same extent that Hunter Henry has. And so there's a lot to like with him. On the other hand, with Hunter Henry, I think he, you know, people assume he's going to be the the more expensive guy. He's going to be the the guy that uh, you know, should be worth more and should have have a higher ceiling. If you look at his measurables, look looks more like a t- prototypical 
tied in one with him with being 6'5", 250. You know, people are going to talk about how he has all this going for him. But Majanu, he's actually even slightly thicker and maybe perhaps stronger than Hunter Henry. If you look at him, he's 6'3", but he's also right at 250. He's He reminds me of Delaney Walker, really. I mean, like when they mm-hmm. were playing with each other and, and he clearly was taking notes <laughs> and they play very similarly. So just like Delaney, I think we could see, uh, you know, going to a good situation, second contract, uh, and be an absolute monster tight end one for years and years to come. So that's the guy for Dynasty that I'm looking at, most intrigued by to see where he lands. Because if it's in a, a high flying offense that has some available market share, uh, he could have his his career could just absolutely take off. Because I mean, like, how many people people even remember that Delaney Walker played for the 49ers? Like, it's like, yeah, like, I mean, think about like uh, Waller, Darren Waller. Like, Dar- yeah. <laughs> how many people realize that he played for Baltimore before? Or, that? Yeah, or if, you know, if they hadn't repeated it a thousand times on national broadcasts that he used yeah, to be true. a receiver, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and all that, you know, people would probably forget that as well. But we see this happen. Uh, people get a fresh slate and, and, and get their athleticism finally taken advantage of. And I think Janu could be that guy, could be that guy that comes out of, you know, he, he was this back end tight end one or maybe middling tight end two and then just tight end one five years in a row, that kind of ascension. I think that's on the table. I'm just really hoping he gets a decent landing spot uh, with some opportunity. And I'm not sure that's, that's necessarily available, especially with three potentially, you know, round one tight ends coming into the league this year. But I'm really rooting for it with Janu, and I think he's who I'd be targeting out of the three that we've mentioned just because of how much it would cost to acquire him in most formats and and what I believe his ceiling could still become. Uh, But moving away from the tight end position, going back to some other wide receivers, because before we saw Godwin and Robinson resign and all that, it it looked like this was going to just be a monstrous uh, wide receiver free agent class. And it still has some depth to it, uh, because if you look at the... The top end, it's what, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller, Corey Davis, even whatever Antonio Brown is at this point, and some other interesting names like Sammy Watkins, T.Y. Hilton, Marvin Jones Jr., guys that have that have been there before, produced in big ways uh, with, with you know a fresh situation. They could potentially revitalize the end of their careers at the bottom of that list. But first off, the, the biggest couple names here, Juju Smith-Schuster and Kenny Galladay. Some people thought... Kenny Galladay was going to get the franchise tag. I think most people did. But now that he hasn't, where does he go? Because I think he might be perceived to have the uh, the highest ceiling out of any of these guys. So uh, where does Kenny Galladay go that makes sense to you? I mean, the, there's not a lot that just makes sense considering cap situations with most teams. But I, I think the Colts would be a, a nice fit for him. You know, that, that would be a spot where... He, he could get in with Wentz and have both of them be new at the same time. They've got some other receivers there, but none of them have really popped. Um, T.Y. Hilton's going to be a free agent, so I said I think they let him walk, but they're yeah. going to want to pair um, Wentz with an, another wide receiver one that at least give him the best chance to succeed. Yeah, I think that, that that's the landing spot I've seen some talk about. Uh, but with with Hilton departing, I, that would be a, an interesting spot for for Juju to come in as well. I think either oh, team absolutely. could slide in there, uh, and and Juju, you know, he's he's come out of this situation where he's not just this big slot, uh, powerful slot guy. He can be outside, but it would be interesting to see what they do there uh, with 
you know, Paris Campbell and, and Michael Pittman. And, you know, they're really young uh, at the position now that uh, T.Y. Hilton has departed. And, you know, if they pulled in Juju Smith-Schuster, they still would be young because Juju is still, what, 24 years old. He's going to be 25, I think, before the beginning of this season starts. But he's on his second contract coming in, coming into the league when when some players actually just enter the league for the first time. Uh, so they could yep. they could really build out for the future and, and give themselves like, a, like maybe three, four years solid window if they can get something out of Carson Wentz. You know, by bringing in somebody like Kenny Galladay or Juju Smith-Schuster, I think that's a great landing spot. I think one of them could you know potentially land with the Eagles as they try to kind of reload and and get stronger at a position where they just can't seem to get, catch a break there. Uh, that would be another position that uh, I think that they they might land there. Uh, but Kenny Galladay would probably be the name that um, you know if he lands anywhere, just because of what he has done in, in big spurts over his career. Perhaps is the most expensive to acquire in dynasty circles, uh, especially because of all the expectations we thought he would be, you know, this big franchise tag kind of guy. But you know, he had that what wide receiver nine overall 2019 season. You know, only played five games this past year, but was pacing pretty well uh, and was being efficient. Um, in terms of fantasy points over expected per game. Uh, he didn't pop and have like a big wide receiver one week, but I think people understand that he has that kind of potential. So if, if you were going to target any of these guys, uh, just you know, including price to acquire in dynasty leagues uh, and age and implied future production, uh, who would you be going after? I mean, Juju is the top one for me. Like we talked about him way back in Dynasty Life, how young he was coming into the league. It's just one of those things. We always said he'd be getting his second contract and he'd be this young. And, you know, he had some struggles with with moving to the outside. I think fantasy-wise, the slot was better for him. But whenever you're getting more volume, it's always going to be better. So um, it just really depends on where he lands. But the perfect marriage of talent, age, and then hopefully opportunity – He's going to be the guy I target. Not to mention the fact that it's he's just a fun player to have and to, to root for. But uh, another one that could be really sneaky is Corey Davis, um, yeah. depending on where he lands, because he's also kind of one of those shows some pop, but doesn't really get anything. Like he hasn't put a whole season together where you're like, oh yeah, Corey Davis lived up to production. So <laughs> he may not be as expensive for a team, but he still has that talent and that potential. And I think he's just he's he needs some volume. Oh yeah, and I, I've always thought that. Like, dude, just throw the ball to him more uh, and see what happens. You know, like please just do something like that. Uh, but for me, I think I, I'm most intrigued by Will Fuller because the one year that he finally plays 16 games. Is going to be the year that we all just go bonkers. Uh, and maybe he never does at this point. But, I mean, if you look at how many games he's played, his best, most healthy season was year one. He played in 14 games. And since then, he hasn't played more than 11. Uh, you know, he has these ridiculous ceiling moments. I think, what was it, two seasons ago? Or maybe just, uh, yeah, 2019, oh, maybe he had like that 50. King. Yeah, he had like that 50-point game. Or something like that. It was just insane. Uh, and even this past year, having three big wide receiver one games, it's like ah, that's that potential. That's that's that. This is why we freak out every time, every off season. We're talking about how good Will Fuller could be because we see that thirty plus point upside one time a year. Uh, and in you know a few other weeks, it's like 19, 20, 22, 23, 24 fantasy points uh, five other times throughout the year. 
just because he does, like you said, score touchdowns uh, like crazy. Like, you know, he might not be way up there in receptions or yards, but last year he was 12th in total touchdowns, <laughs> even with just playing in 11 games. Uh, so all he does is make big plays. Uh, and I think a lot of people that have been holding on to Will Fuller all this time are probably just looking for an exit strategy at this point. <laughs> they're, they're probably looking for, hey, uh, he's going to wherever he's going. He, you know, he's going to pop with this contract and then I'm just going to move off of him. And so I'm trying to acquire guys like that now a week before they get re-signed somewhere, even if it's with the same team. But uh, Will Fuller is intriguing just because his value could pop once again uh, down the stretch, especially as we get into June and July. And we talk about how all, all these guys that are going to pop off and what if Will Fuller plays 16 games. And <laughs> so even if you're not planning on holding him long term, you could probably uh, turn him for something more in a dynasty league as the season approaches. But I still am a firm believer in his talent and ability to take off the top for defenses. So I'm really hoping he finally stays healthy. But like you said, I think that the safer, younger option is Juju Smith-Schuster. Kenny Galladay is actually surprisingly older than you might think. He actually came into the league. He was actually a, he, he's kind of the exception. Like we normally like our guys to yeah. be super young and productive at an early age. But he was already, I think, uh, to like 23, almost 24 when he was drafted. And so he's actually he's already going to be 28 uh, this year. That's you know not to say that he's dead dead by any means, but it's funny like that his his rookie contract is expiring like at the same time as as Juju, <laughs> and they're like four years apart. But it's uh, insane. Yeah. And you, one of the things you you mentioned about Will Fuller is is staying healthy for a whole season. It makes me wonder if maybe getting out of Houston and getting with a a training program that maybe takes a little better care of their players would be a benefit to him. I mean, I'd be really interested to see that. It seems like Houston's just a place everybody wants out of. And a change of scenery from there seems to do players pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say, Kenny Galladay, even if he gets if he does go back to the Lions on some kind of longer contract. He's he's probably one of the most obvious candidates to get some help to. Like they're probably going to add somebody else to help Jared Goff. And Jared Goff is somebody who likes to feed multiple wide receivers. I mean, he showed that uh, like he can feed with enough volume like three wide receivers. Like we saw it with Cup and and Woods and and Brandon Cooks and uh, so I think he's going to spread it, spread the ball around for the Lions. And so that's probably not somebody necessarily that I'm looking to uh, if I'm looking for somebody whose value is going to grow over the next few months, uh, even with a, a bigger contract ex- extended with the Lions or something like that. He might have a brief window where he's uh, immensely valued. But then when they when the Lions draft Devonte Smith uh, in round one, <laughs> you might see that change just a little bit. But are there any other tier two wide receivers? You mentioned Corey Davis that, that you would be interested in taking a stab at right before, you know, they get signed by somewhere else. Uh, I think Marvin Jones is a sneaky ad, but really, like, I want nothing to do with Antonio Brown. I want nothing to do with Sammy <laughs> Watkins. And I'm pretty sure I'm out on T.Y. Hilton. Like, yeah. I guess if you could point- get them for like, well, if you could get like Hilton for a fourth or Sammy Watkins for a fourth, like that's worth the the risk but like i don't want any part of uh, of antonio brown just yeah none. which which stinks because like he was on pace to you know easily just coast into the hall of fame and then just completely went insane uh for for lack of a better word there uh but yeah i i definitely am gonna toot uh cory davis's horn again wherever he lands and if, if it's back with the titans i still think he can be a productive you know depth piece that you can kind of plug in from time to time for fantasy purposes and I think he's just like a really good long-term pro yes we had these lofty expectations because he was a fifth overall pick but I, could, I think he could just be one of those guys that stays in the league 
and produces uh, decent numbers, yet not super fantasy viable numbers, uh, into his early 30s, uh, just because he's too good and too well-rounded. Uh, maybe he doesn't have the incredible, crazy wide receiver one upside, uh, but he's just so good at what he's asked to do. So yeah, that, that's definitely a name I'm still believing in. Any any quarterbacks uh, that, that we haven't dived I mean, we basically only talked about Dak. The free agent situation is interesting, uh, but you know, with Dak not in the mix, uh, you know, there's some chatter about Russell Wilson being moved. I don't really believe there's any validity to that. Uh, but you know, Jameis Winston is still out there. Mitchell Trubisky, Cam Newton, Ryan Pixpatrick. You know, we we all know Ryan <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick is gonna get signed somewhere, and he's gonna play like four or five games like that. And one of them, he's gonna go off for like forty fantasy points. So uh, <laughs> he needs more jerseys. He he's got to he just yeah. keep making his way around the league. Yeah, he hasn't um, played for all thirty-two teams yet, so he's gonna keep playing for a while. You know, I still would love to see Jameis Winston get another chance. I, I think that he's still an interesting player, and. You know, he might be the same problem with the picks, you know, but yeah. um, I'd really be interested to see what he could do with another team. Like I, I didn't get to see enough of him in Tampa Bay and and really didn't get to see anything of him in New Orleans. Yeah, so and we I, saw this. I'd, I'd like you know, to see him get another chance. We saw him completely transform his body, look like a completely different human being yeah. and then never even get a shot. And so and, and he, he spent time behind Drew Brees, like any yeah. time you get to like learn from a Hall of Famer, you're going to come out better on the other side. Yeah. So I, I hope he gets some kind of shot. But, you know, with the incoming rookie class being what it is, uh, there's still an outside shot that there's six first round quarterbacks selected this year. It's looking more and more like it's five. But if somebody gets super reachy, uh, like last year with Jordan Love, uh, and the Packers, you know, there could be a sixth in Kyle Trask. And so it's it's not, you know, likely, but I think it's really likely there's at least four or five first-round quarterbacks. So that makes the opportunities rather slim uh, for guys yeah, that are kind of on the outs. Guys. Yeah, like, and Cam Newton, I want him to get back to normal. I don't think he's ever going to get back to full-on, you know, you know, 14,000 rushing touchdowns and 25,000 yards on the ground uh, like we saw, you know, just five, six years ago. But... I want to see him get an opportunity. And Trubisky actually kind of flashed with with a couple opportunities. Uh, I don't think that he really deserves a huge, big contract there to to give him another shot. But uh, what are your thoughts on Trubisky? You know, he kind of reminds me of like Daniel Jones, where it's like, man, they have the potential, but oh, (laughs) here's the picks and here's the just boneheaded plays, and they'll they'll show flashes and. I think they're good for stop gaps, yeah, you know, where teams aren't going to play in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they're like, we might catch a run and make the playoffs, <laughs> but we're going to draft our future quarterback soon. Yeah. And that's, that's what I see. Kick you to the curb again. Sadly, that, that's a potential outcome for all those guys. I think if I'm yep. buying low and giving anybody one more shot and, and the names that I just, we just mentioned, it's probably Cam Newton, but not a, not a ton to get. I'm way more excited about the rookie class. Uh, and, and what that what that's going to mean for the quarterback position just moving forward uh, for years to come. Because I I mean, I think just a couple of weeks ago, just talked about this class being the best quarterback class of the century. And I firmly believe that to be the case uh, for these guys coming in. But um, that's about all the time we have for this episode. But Justin, this was so good just to catch up, talk about some uh, free agent players and all these guys. You know, it's fun, funny, like some of these guys we, we you and I have personally been talking about since since they've been rookies on podcast yep, together. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was fun, man. I really appreciate the opportunity. One of those times where it's like, I, I told you, but I hadn't said it on the pod. This is the first time I've podcasted since, um, I left the dynasty happy hour. 
So been one of those things where stepped back from podcasting due to life and yeah. it's, it's been good. It happened at the right time, but I'm, I'm happy to jump on and, and do this kind of thing. It's been fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listeners, if you want to check out uh, Justin on Twitter, uh, just a really nice guy, Cow- lots of Cowboys content for you. <laughs> Maybe some Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma Sumers love mixed in there. Uh, too, but you can find them, uh, find them at Mackland J that's M A C L A N D J on Twitter. Uh, but Justin, thanks again. And listeners, thank you as always for tuning in. Uh, we're going to get back to some rookie talk here soon. And then after kind of all the buzz settles down, we'll get into some NFL free agent talk again with uh, new players and new places, but we are going to talk about some, uh, future and returning college players, uh, in the coming weeks as well, probably get around to some more pro day stuff here too. And if you are, uh, we just talked about it being pro day season last week. Uh, if you want to check out a place where you can find all the pro day information, uh, one of my most recent um, works at rotaviz.com is on just pro day results and breaking things down and what it means. Not only offensive players, but defensive players. Uh, we'll, we'll recirculate that to the front page of Rotoviz throughout the next month or so as these players continue to have their pro day because, of course, they can't have their NFL combine. So if you want to check that out, you can go to rotoviz.com. You can also find that on my Twitter page. I believe it's my pinned tweet right now. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at FF underscore Travis M. Uh, and uh, yeah, as always, please do leave a rate and review. It helps the show uh, if you guys are enjoying what you're listening to. But yeah, thanks for joining us for another episode. And I look forward to many more episodes here in the future of the College to Kenton podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.